Mystic Newbies by Mystic Newbies. We are just slowly learning about mysticism with all of y'all. Lots is going on. Um, first of all, we're recording virtually. We're not apologizing for the sound. We're just letting you know. It's like, you know, a hand-breaded chicken tender and like a frozen chicken tender are both good chicken tenders, but like you do, you do want to know which type of chicken tender you're getting. So this is the chicken tendy that you're getting. As well, we, I don't think we're covering our topic today. We're, we're taking uh, a detour. No. <laughs> we're taking a quick detour. Um, I have some stuff going on with my family I will not be sharing at the moment. So uh, I ask for your patience as we go on in the next couple of weeks. And then Maggie D, like. <laughs> Y'all, I just really want to apologize real quick because I had a beautiful episode that we were going to cover. Um. But then um, I left the book at my house because I saw my family over the holidays. And then um, apparently Honda Fit, which is the car that I drive, axles are being recalled in the next few weeks. But they did not let everyone know that right now. And my axle plumb fell out of the car while I was driving home. Uh, So I am now in a hotel. I don't even have a computer to do the research. So we're going to be doing a beautiful reading of some articles that I found. And it's going to be great. (laughs) You're going to love it. And then we're going to get back to numerology next week. So there you go. Um, Now we can get into our witching and bitching. Witching and bitching. So friend of the pod and patreon member georgiana sent us this message like a couple of weeks ago but i just thought it was so funny i still read it and like laugh about it and she's like <laughs> hey ladies i have found two of the greatest astrology apps ever they are the pattern and time passages if you've already been using them then great if not you better get into it co-star <laughs> is Thumbs down emoji, trash, and then the trash emoji, inaccurate garbage. It's out and should not be welcomed back. <laughs> it's like, I know that co-star is trash. Right. <laughs> I know that. But, like, there is something about that trash that I really love. It's I, like the men that I choose today, you know? <laughs> I love trash. I think it's for me, it's like, co-star is inaccurate. It is. It most, has to be. Most of the time it tells me the same thing for like a week straight, you yeah, know? Well, and that... I'm like, I just don't think that can be true. If my birth time down to like the minute and second affects my entire chart, then you cannot tell me that as a week of planetary movements, my reading is the same. No. Well, and the other thing too is that like not only will it tell you the same thing, but like it'll tell you the same fucking weird thing. Like there's glitter in your eyebrows. You better 
avoid your eyes. I'm like, what does that mean? What do you mean? Yeah, no, the coaster is trash, but to be fair, I downloaded the pattern and it is almost too real, like in a way that I was like, I don't like the way this is talking to me. I was like, you don't need to know that much about me, you know? Why are you knowing that much about me? My main problem with like any of, I guess astrology, is literally, it's not the facts, it's not, it's the, it's the time that I grew up in, and that it was like right when the internet was becoming like the world wide web, like when you could yeah. like connect with everybody. And my parents really drilled into me. They were like, don't give any personal information. So, like, even though you could find my birthday anywhere, you know what I mean? Like, you could just go to my Instagram and just find it on an Instagram post or, like, where I'm tagged in. I, every time some astrology app is like, now put in your birthday, I'm like, con. It's a con. <laughs> <laughs> even though I give, like, a Gmail has my birthday fucking Tatcha, the skincare thing. It has my birthday. Like, I don't, I don't know why every time an astrology app's like, what time were you born? I was like, not today, you tricky minx. <laughs> Which I love because I do the exact opposite. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, every website I like inhabit knows a lot about me which would explain why i get so many spam calls and i think my phone has been hacked like it keeps telling me i have to change my password and i read somewhere that that's not normal and you know so i you know i think maybe the way you're doing it is the correct way <laughs> so i thought that was fun and we got another write-in and this gives us a little bit of information on pythagoras because last week when we were covering numerology, we had like, we were like a little doubtful about like Pythagoras inventing numbers, you know? Okay, great. Because I already had like this, this episode, I was like, I already had a Pythagoras callback and I was like, does this man exist? So somebody wrote in and said, hi, Maggie's. I'm your biggest fan from Italy, I guess. And I say, yeah, I believe you. You're our biggest fan from Italy. Congrats. thousand percent. That's our biggest fan from Italy. <laughs> My Thursday workouts were seriously sad while you were on hiatus. I should tell you that I fell off the treadmill while listening to the Renee episode because I was laughing so much. <laughs> if that's a throwback because we decided every like annoying witch's name was Renee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was listening to your latest episode and I'm a historian of ancient science. So I thought I could clarify some of your doubts on Pythagoras and numbers. The Pythagorean school didn't invent numbers as quantities, like one apple, but they uncovered the spatial qualities of arithmetic, thus connecting numbers to geometry. Read objects. This is why you can calculate the volume of a sphere using math, and why Pythagoras is important in the history of science and thought. So, like, he didn't invent, like, <laughs> counting, right? Like, when someone said numbers, you and I were immediately, like, counting. Counting. Right? He, like, he, he helped do spatial reasoning. Like, how much water you could put inside of a cylinder. Okay. Yeah. This helps answer one of the questions <laughs> I was going to ask, because I was like, I didn't understand any of that. One. Two, why is an ancient historian listening to our podcast? Because anybody can listen. It's for everybody. I know. I just cracked you up thinking about them listening to our um, recounts of history. I'm like, I'm so sorry to you, ancient historian. <laughs> But see, I, I'm not sorry, because this is this is my classic part of the learning process. Like, here we are, we've built a community, now this ancient historian can come and tell me a little more about Pythagoras because I was wrong and thought that he invented <laughs> counting. Uh, me too. <laughs> so then they say, I'm sorry if you don't need this, 
but I find that books on mysticism focus more on contemporary roots of their discipline, while there is quite a bit to uncover in the ancient world. Keep witching and bitching, your listener and admirer, Anna. And I messaged Anna back, and I was like, oh, Anna, we for sure needed this. Don't worry. We, like, do oh, not, we totally needed it. Do not apologize for thinking we didn't need that. We needed this. <laughs> no, a thousand percent. Because otherwise, I would have gone on thinking that Pythagoras like invented one, two, three, four, but he did not invent that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he instead invented something much more complicated that I still, you know, right. maybe understand. <laughs> Like, now I'm like, okay, yeah, the math is hard. Okay, the last thing for our, like, intro section here that I wanted to talk about is that, you know, I am addicted to my phone. I'm not shame. I feel no shame. You know, I'll be fully honest. I mean, I've lied to people when I talk to them in person about it. You know, when they're like, oh, my God, my screen time is, like, so terrible. And they're like, "Uh, it said that I was on here for an average of two hours a day. I'm like, bitch, it says I'm on here for an average of seven hours a day. And that's just, that's the truth. That's the tea. I I can, I send work emails from my phone. You know, like, that's just, that's the business. All right. (laughs) I watch. Yeah. Well, you do a lot of your work life also on your phone. So that, you know, like my work, my work has nothing to do with my phone. Like I shouldn't be on my phone at all at work. And I still have an average of like five hours. So (laughs) at least yours is like, you know, that's useful. That's for you, you know? (laughs) And so I spend quite a bit of time on Instagram reels. I would I would say I'm an Instagram Reels connoisseur. Like, I'm on Reels so much that it has started suggesting, like, business Reels to me. Like, it's like, would you like to become an empire in Reels? And I'm like, sure, show me your business hacks. No, Maggie, you should be a real empirist because you, like, a real emperor because Maggie B sends the best Reels. Like, every morning I wake up and there's, like, seven Reels awaiting me. You are a real emperor. So I I get this reel in my For You page, and it's like this girl, like, oh, if you go onto this site and you type in your sun, moon, and rising, your big three, then you, it'll tell you which celebrities share your big three. And like, a lot of times it says, it alleges, if two people have the same big three, then they look alike. And I was like, oh, we're doing this. (laughs) <laughs> because of course like the person who did it was like oh it said I looked like this actress and I actually do and I was like oh let's get into it so it's called astro-charts.com the rest of its validity I can't tell you again this is like astrology cafe who's to say yeah, who's to say but I typed in yours because you are a sun scorpio moon cancer ascendant capricorn yes and it says that drake James K. Polk, and some woman named Sean Young. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't think you look like any of them. Listen, I think that me and Drake really share some facial features. I think we both have a particularly round face. Though I would say I'm less annoying than Drake because I don't try and get in Rihanna's business all the time when she didn't ask for it. And that, my friends, is my main issue with Drake. James K. Polk, isn't he a president? I thought so. Let's ask our historian. Anna? 
And then Sean Young, we don't know who that is. I was so excited for this, too. I was, like, waiting for you to be, like, Elliot Page. Because I feel like me and Elliot Page really look like. And I was, like, waiting for you to be, like, uh, you know, Molly Ringwald. I'm, like, I really feel like I look like Molly Ringwald. But no. Nay. No. Okay, so Wait, what are yours? I am a Sun, Libra, Moon, Aries, Sagittarius, Rising. <laughs> and I... Okay. Someone named Irvin Welsh. <laughs> Who is that? I don't... I don't um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, someone named Mark Bolin. I think he's a musician because in his picture he's playing an instrument. I feel like I know who that is. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <gasps> oh my god, I'm so jealous. Although I don't think we look alike. <laughs> and someone named Constance Bennett, who I assume is an old timey film star. Now hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> can see you in AOC like I see where they're coming from there I feel like you both have like a big beautiful smile with like your front teeth are very similar um, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you're looking at AOC too much I do look at her often. Like, I think this is, like, you and, like, lusting after John Ossoff. You know, like, you just, you're spending too much time deeply analyzing their appearance. Maybe it's just because I love both you and AOC so much that I just want you two to be together, okay? So, that was, I found, very amusing. Please look it up on astro-charts.com. Let me know if any of y'all actually look like someone who shares your big three yes please make a collage of the people and post it on instagram like even in just the story please i need to see who this says that you look like please oh my yeah, god we'll, I'm do, we'll do that for thursday's episode <laughs> so, so now james k polk and i can get into the uh rest of this episode so we'll talk about our addendums We are in the middle of a pandemic. Wear your mask, wash your hands, just do it. The second addendum is that we are just pulling from a few sources, a source. <laughs> we haven't thoroughly researched it. I, I was looking at our iTunes like a long time ago, from a long time ago, like one of our first reviews before we like figured out the format of the podcast. Like, people were very patient with us. Like, one person wrote in one time and was like, you know, you should probably do, like, a theme song and whatever. And we were like, oh, right. Yeah, like, we were we just... We should! Like... So we never explained at the top what our podcast was. And so someone someone once reviewed and was like, I don't get it. Is the gimmick that they don't know anything? Yes. The gimmick is that we don't know anything. So we... And our feelings were hurt. We were like, that is exactly <laughs> what the gimmick is. Why wouldn't you know that? But we didn't tell them that, no, so. That was on us. So, that's our gimmick. We're just slowly learning about it. This is just dipping our toes in and letting you all witness our learning process. So, if we, like, miss the mark, let us know. Be nice about it. If you want to, like, teach us more, let us know. Be nice about it. If you want to <laughs> fight the source, take it up with the source. All right. Now, I think... We can get into it. What are we, what are we learning about today? Okay. So for once in my 
wayward life, I looked up when we were letting this episode out, and it is on the 31st. <laughs> so I was like, I wonder if, and again, here I am stranded in this hotel, and I was like, hmm, I wonder if New Year's traditions or New Year's Day has anything to do with mysticism. And it kind of does, which like everything kind of does. So I was like, we're gonna, today, I just want to learn about what the fuck happened with New Year's Eve? What is like the, I, I don't understand where it came from. I don't understand anything. So I was like, I'm going to learn about it. And we're all going to learn about it today. <laughs> um, I just wanted to thank history.com because it told me the history of New Year's Eve, basically, or New Year's Day. So originally, like we pretty much the entire world, I don't want to say the entire world, but pretty much most of the world cele celebrates uh, the new year on the same day. But obviously back in ancient times, that's not how that went, right? Everybody had a different start to their New Year's Eve. This article says, for instance, well, I think we should say like, I think the whole world agree has agreed on one New Year's but other cultures also have additional New Year's. Like, there's the Jewish New Year's and the Chinese New Year's. So, like, there are other New Year's, but we also all kind of, like, hop on the bandwagon of December 31st, January 1st. Yes, exactly. Because, like, then there's, like, there's, like, Chinese New Year's, too. I mean, there's definitely different New Year celebrations, but January 1st, most people are like, this is the news. I don't, I don't know, maybe not. But I think most of the world is like, this well, is the first day. Right into of us the year. if you don't. I would like to hear about it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It says that the earliest record of festivities in honor of a New Year's arrival date back some 4,000 years to ancient Babylon. So we're like, roll back there. And they celebrated their New Year's on the first new moon following the vernal equinox. And it, this was in like late March. And this is what heralded the start of a new year. So this was like a massive religious festival called Akitu. I did some um, additional reading on Akitu and this holiday was wild. So apparently, <laughs> apparently on Akitu, they, one of the traditions was that they had to make the king cry because if the king cried, it meant that like the gods were still on his side. So they basically would take the king to this altar and like beat him up. Can't they just pull a nose hair out? <laughs> I mean, this is better than, so I, on all my time on Instagram reels, I have also fallen into book Instagram, which is like people who just like post a video of like different books and they're like, I've been reading this. And so <laughs> for some reason, people are just fucking nuts for something called a court of thorns and roses. Yes. And I read it. I, I enjoyed it. Like, I'm not going to tell you it is, like, the best writing I've ever read, but it is very compelling. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, like, adult fantasy. So it's, like, you know, magic and blah, 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 and also, like, sex scenes. So it's all the good stuff. And, we love that. And their kind of ritual for one of the, like, seasons or New Year or whatever is in one of the, the courts. This is, like, now going to get way too into the point of the book. So in one Tell of us the, a part of the book. In one of the places in the book, the one of the ways they celebrate is that the king has to boink somebody publicly. Oh, 
Like, so they all, like, he, like, so he chooses somebody, and then they, like, boink. And, like, it's a big honor. Everybody wants to be chosen, whatever. And I was just like, this seems, like, fine. You know, it's, it's, all right. Um, so I, I feel like, I guess, I guess I'll take crying over that. I don't know. Did the king have, like, a big dick? Not yes. that it matters. Yes. It, it's all a preference thing. But clearly this author's preference is a giant dick. Because every character that the main character has sex with, she's like his large, um, sword. <laughs> he sheathed it inside of me. You know, like, yeah, it's horrible. So anyway, um, yeah, I guess, like, we'll take, we'll probably take public crying over public blinking. I don't know. <laughs> Well, apparently there's like a different ritual on each of the 11 days of the festival. So the king crying is just like one of them, you know, but it was also mainly celebrated the mythical victory of the Babylonian sky god Marduk. Check that pronunciation because it ain't right, folks, over the evil sea goddess Tiamat and served an important political purpose. It was during this time that a new king was crowned or that the current ruler's divine mandate was symbolically renewed, which is how basically the king crying is how they knew they were going to get a new king or not get a new king. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. If the king cries, then he gets to stay king. But if he doesn't cry, then a new king is crowned. Are they fighting toxic masculinity? They're like, it's okay to show your emotions. Maybe, because the high priestess is one of the people who, like, drags him around. I just feel like that I feel like it is easier to cry than they seem to be making it out to be, you know? Like... Maybe not for a big masculine king who's been taught to keep his emotions down. I guess, but, like, poke yourself in the eyeball. Like, if you want to stay king step on a nail like come on i wouldn't want to stay king so it would be a real challenge for me because i would have to not cry when someone was beating me up in order to like abdicate the throne i mean i guess we should figure out another time what happens to the king after it's decided he's gonna be replaced I think he just, like, goes off. I don't think he gets killed. No one said anything about him being killed if he didn't cry. And I read a whole article on that, so... So I'm basically an ancient historian. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> Come at me, Miss Italy. Just kidding. We love you. I'm so happy you wrote it. Anyway, so... <laughs> But that's just one of ancient New Year's Day celebrations. For instance, uh, most of them were all centered around an astronomical event. So it was all about the sky. What up? That's how I'm connecting it to this podcast. <laughs> In Egypt, for instance, the year began with the annual flooding of the Nile, and that coincided with the rising star of Sirius. And then, obviously, like, there's the Chinese New Year, and that occurred with the second new moon at the winter solstice. There are many, many, again, New Year's traditions that started, and they all had to do with something astronomical for the most part. But eventually, someone, I, I almost want you to guess who, someone was like, we need to make one holiday so that everybody is on the same page. And it's an old white dude. <laughs> It's Julius Caesar, baby. Could I mean, like, when, as soon as I read that, I was like, honestly, I could have guessed this. Like, of course he did this. I so. mean, wait, what's Julius Caesar's sun sign? Do we know? I'm oh my god, I don't know. I wonder if it's a Leo. It's a Cancer. What? How 
can that be? Yeah. Is he a cusp? Is he a cusp? <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> the famousbirthdays.com says that Julius Caesar is the 13th most popular cancer. <laughs> which I think would crush him. You know? Yeah. Oh my god, he would cry. He would be stay the king of Babylonia because, or Babylon, because he would cry about that. That's hilarious. Well, there you go. Okay. He's a cancer. <laughs> well, he's sensitive, which is, I guess, why he wanted everyone to come together on the same day. So the old Roman calendar, sorry, I should say the early Roman calendar, only consisted of 10 months and 304 days, um, with each new year beginning at the vernal equinox. Okay, so Romulus, one of the really early emperors, created the the early calendar. Then a later king, Numa Pompilius, he is credited with adding the months of Januarius and Februarius. <laughs> I know they sound fun to say that way. And then once that calendar fell out of sync with the sun, it was Julius Caesar who decided to like solve all these problems. And he consulted with the most prominent astronomers and mathematicians of the time to create the Gregorian calendar or a calendar which really closely resembles the Gregorian calendar, which is what most countries use around the world today. I like to think when he was consulting prominent astronomers and mathematicians that he was indeed consulting with our friend Pythagoras, the inventor of counting. Yeah, he was like, we have two <laughs> options here. <laughs> See, it's all, it's all together. Oh, you know, yeah. I planned this. <laughs> So as part of this reform, Caesar instituted January 1st as the first day of the year, partly to honor the month's namesake, Janu, the Roman god of beginnings, whose two faces allowed him to look back into the past and forward to the future. And it's really cool. I saw some like old coins, you know, with which I'm like, how did they must not have been coins because I'm like, who was putting Janu's two faces on these coins with like a little sculpty hammer thing. An artist. I know. Well, maybe that's what they got paid for. They make but the world go around. Everything is <laughs> art. You don't think it is, but it is. It is, baby. Yes. Yeah, so Janu um, so is really cool. I looked up some stuff about him, but mainly what you need to know is that he does have two faces. He looks back into the past and forward to the future. And that's why Caesar was like, this is what we're gonna make New Year's Day. Cause this guy's looking into the past, but he's also looking ahead. Romans celebrated by offering sacrifices to Janu, exchanging gifts with one another and decorating their homes with laurel branches and attending raucous parties. I just wanted to interject here that sacrifices have pretty much always been a part of this New Year's celebration um, or most people's New Year's celebrations, which is probably how New Year's resolutions were started. It's because people were like, I'm going to sacrifice this thing if the gods will let me have a good year, basically. They even did that in Babylonia. Like, and they would like promise to the gods to like return the farm equipment that they borrowed. It was like a whole thing. So that's probably, that's how most historians say New Year's resolutions occurred, was well, their sacrifices. If, if you were a god, what would you like to be sacrificed in your honor? You know, like I think for you, <laughs> perhaps like a bunch of milkshakes. <laughs> I was gonna say pizza like I was like just eat that pizza right on up because at first I had the really dark thought like I was like oh in my honor I would want like dogs and then I was like oh no they're gonna kill the dogs 
they're gonna kill him. I was like trying to think of like a spin on that, right? Because I was like, oh, well, I love food, right? But I was like, could I get people to sacrifice their money to like a food bank? <laughs> yes, I think you could do that if you were God. Yes, yeah, so, like maybe people, you could get people to sacrifice their money to the uh, Humane Society. Yes. You know, and then like if I would have someone uh, like sacrifice an object, I would like them to like burn a bunch of slippers in my honor. You know, <laughs> like throughout quarantine, I've really discovered the the beauty of house slippers. <laughs> yes, I just discovered the beauty of a robe. I have been anti robe for forever, but my sister like gave me a robe for Christmas, and I slept in it the whole time I was at my parents' house. Like I was like, this robe is everything to me. <laughs> So sacrifice some slippers and robes for Maggie and I today. Um, just kidding. Those are expensive. Don't sacrifice them at all. Okay, wear so them. now we're coming. Wear them. Wear them. Wear them for us. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that, so that will be your sacrifice to us, the podcast gods. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Cute evil laughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think my regular laughter sounds more evil than my... <laughs> Than my like fake evil laugh. Oh god, I truly have a witch's cackle. Okay, it's beautiful. Now, <laughs> it's beautiful. In, okay, so now we're going into New Year's traditions and celebrations. Now, if you'll notice, uh, revelers often revelers. You can tell I did not write this article. <laughs> I, this is not my research, apparently. Revelers often enjoy meals and snacks thought to bestow good luck for the coming year. Which I, that is not a part of my New Year's tradition. I didn't know that this existed, but apparently. In the South, people eat like collard greens to represent money and something about black eyed peas. I don't remember what they represent. Yes, yeah. that's it. That's in this article, which proves that you are once and for not that we ever had a conversation about this, but this proves once and for all that you're more southern than I am <laughs> because you knew that and I did not know that. Um, yeah, so but your says, parents are northern. See, my mom is southern, so <laughs> yes, that's why you know exactly. It's it's a I live a weird dichotomy where my parents are both nor northern and yet I am southern. So it says that in Spain, people will bolt down like a dozen grapes symbolizing their hopes for the months ahead right before midnight which just feels like you're you know if they do new year's kisses it'd be great like everyone's smelling like grapes you know it's i like was a just grape. thinking like they were like this is how we weed out like this is it like if you choke on those 12 grapes like we're not bringing you into the new year yeah you won't be brought into the new year you'll be dead <laughs> you will die choking on the grapes it says in many parts of the world, legumes are featured. They're thought to resemble coins and herald future financial success, which is like, what? Like, why am I not rich? I'm a vegetarian. I do nothing but eat legumes on a daily basis. <laughs> what the fuck? Why, you know, why don't I have more money? <laughs> Who knows? So it says examples include lentils in Italy and black eyed peas in the Southern United States. And then it also says, this one is kind of sad for me, but it says pigs represent progress and prosperity in some cultures. So pork appears on the New Year's Eve table in Cuba, Austria, Hungary, Portugal, and other countries, as well as ring-shaped cakes 
and pastries. These are a sign that the year has come full circle. Oh, and then uh, we're rounding out the feast in the Netherlands and Mexico, Greece and elsewhere, because rice pudding with an almond hidden inside is served on New Year's Eve. And it's said that whoever finds the nut can expect 12 months of good fortune. Baby, find that nut. Get that nut. Okay, so... <laughs> I like that, like, so many traditions involve, like, hiding something inside of food. It's like, you know, like Mardi Gras when they hide the baby inside the king cake. Yes! It's like, I guess we're trying to choke people. Like, don't hide shit in your food. <laughs> Nobody wants hidden shit in their food. They just, like, I always think about people who propose by putting rings and cakes. I'm like, you don't know me well if you propose to me with a ring on a cake, baby, because that shit is down the hatch. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to break a tooth. I really don't either. And then um, th what's funny is that the very last part of this article talks about in the United States, the most iconic New Year's tradition is the dropping of a giant ball in New York City's Times Square at the stroke of midnight. It's as people around the world watch that event, but they're in different time zones. Yeah. So Why are they watching ours? I don't know. Like, I used to watch, I used to, like, a teenager in a suburban area. We all used <laughs> to go to somebody's basement and watch the ball drop. And, like, a lot of times it'll cut, like, certain news stations will cut between, like, here's what it looks like in Australia. Here's what it looks like. You know what I mean? And so, like, you could get, you could catch the United States ball drop. Yeah. Because either first before time I ever... or after your own country's yeah. experience. This is a lot of information, but I just needed to let the world know that the first time I ever let a boy touch my boobs was on New Year's Eve as the ball was dropping. What a resolution, you know? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be more snooty this year. <laughs> <laughs> I um, just think about, God, so in my friend's basement, we watched, God, we were like <laughs> in middle school or whatever, and we were watching the New York Times ball drop. And whoever was the, like, host, it's always some person that's, like, literally just a host. I don't know how people get those careers, but I want one. Me too. Like, all they do is just hold a microphone and, like, blabber for a while. So, she's Which like, is what we're doing we're, now! We're excellent at it already. So, we were made for British panel TV. So, anyway, she's like, blah, 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 it's New York Times, she's freezing cold, she's standing, like, in the crowd of people, and the ball drops, and she turns to this sailor in his sailor uniform, and they just make out, which is, like, amazing. But then she pulls back, and she looks at the camera, and she's like, Happy New Year! And the camera, like, pans over to the sailor she's just made out with. I need you to understand... This is no shame. This is just the fact of the situation. This man had a cold sore the size of a quarter on his mouth. Oh, wow. And it's... I just, I think about it all the time. I mean, cold sores are pretty standard. Like, everybody has a cold sore. It's not a shame. I just think about, like, I'm like, you're surrounded by hundreds of people. You pick this cute sailor. And then... You pull back and find out. <laughs> what a reveal. You know, I think that's um, that's what I'm looking for in a partner. You know, is someone who will just lick my cold sore. That's disgusting. That's how much they love me. That, you're nasty. You're nasty. <laughs> I've been told that many a time. 
So that is the end of this episode. Do you believe in, in New Year's resolutions? Do you resolve yourself? Um, I used to a lot. And then this year happened and I was like, fuck New Year's resolutions, man. Like, I'm just not gonna put that type of pressure on myself. Like, I love that other people like set those goals for themselves at the new year. And they're like, this is what I'm gonna do to improve myself. And you know, like if anything I have found through therapy for me personally, that that is not how I work. Like, we're not gonna do a great big grand gesture to start a goal. Like every day you just have to be like, what can I do today? And what you did was great. So that, you know, that's my New Year's resolution <laughs> is to just do what I can that day and make it like as good as I can, you know? What about you? Are you having a New Year's resolution? No, but I have honestly never resolved because I am a regular goal setter. So I'm already like working to improve myself regularly. So then like New Year's to me, I'm like, this is not, you know, any different. Yeah, than the rest I'm not gonna of like the set because like, it's a new year. Like I'm already very. That's my. That's how I function. Is like goal oriented stuff. So <laughs> yes, exactly. No, and I think you know, I I love whoever can do it whatever way they want to. Like I'm like I'm proud of you. you yeah, know? I mean, sometimes but... people need motivation in different ways, and I think that's great. But I think like it's better set yourself small goals than than big ones. Exactly, exactly. Like, I just, I think, uh, you know, me doing these huge New Year's resolutions every year was kind of a symptom of me being like, oh, I'm not doing very much during my daily life to help myself. So now the New Year's resolution is just to do whatever I can that day, you know, to improve myself. I hope that whoever is listening is doing whatever they can that day to improve themselves. And I really hope that you have a good New Year, safe, at home with your loved ones. That's all I want for me this year is that everyone is just home safe with their loved ones. That's all I want. <laughs> so true. Well, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can reach us on our social medias at Zodiac Bitches Pod, our email, hello at ZodiacBitches.com. You can also reach us on our website, ZodiacBitches.com. Thank you to Miranda Pelicano for that beautiful website. I would love to hear from you guys about the things we talked about in this episode, as well as, you know, we've done A-Hole in Astrologies. I'm kind of just in the mood to give other people advice, you know? <laughs> not qualified to do it i just would like to so if you would like some advice with an astrological or witchcraft spin you know perhaps we'll give you a spell for your your problem solving um then reach out to us i think it could be fun you know all the links in the description of this episode please join our patreon patreon.com slash zodiac bitches two dollars a month you get a fun mystic listicle five dollars a month you get to join our mystic movie club we watch a mystic themed movie we hop on a zoom we talk about it we always have a good time i mean that one's like standard good time for ten dollars a month you get a secret bonus episode and uh yeah join our patreon we are trying to build up our patreon because it helps us do more things so if you like what we're doing and you got the money to support us please join our patreon i'm maggie b and i'm maggie d may your stars align